this is Barthi and Haiti. We're your boozy brunch girlfriends and welcome to our podcast where we'll drink and discuss all the fun and random things that we're thinking about and experiencing in our lives. Our goal is to provoke new ideas, thoughts, and inspire you to have similar conversations with your girlfriends. Hey, hey. Oh, hello. And how are you today? <laughs> this rainy day. Fabulous. Enjoying the rain and the gloominess. <laughs> and, you know, rainy days are, are good sometimes to just take a pause and mm -hmm. sit and listen to the rain. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I'm willing to accept a rainy day if we've just had a beautiful sunny day which we did yesterday so we which we did actually for a couple of days in a row so um not complaining <laughs> yeah we ha we had a few really nice days yeah exactly exactly and like you know the weather is changing so um it, it's really amazing to just enjoy the weather now while we're like in late march and mm -hmm. so it that change is happening Yep. My body's definitely feeling it because I've gotten sneezy. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a sneeze attack. Um, I think it was either Friday or Saturday. I can't remember, but it was during the weekend. Like I just could not stop sneezing. And um, yeah, so I, I did my normal, like, uh, you know, home remedies to like mm -hmm. clear up the sinuses and hopefully um you know it doesn't come back <laughs> yeah no 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 I definitely gotta up my game in my because I I feel the the good old Hudson Valley <laughs> pollen yeah, the pollen yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah in the grand scheme of things a few allergies is just like not even that big a deal so no. it's <laughs> okay it's worth it yeah it's, it's worth it fine. for the yeah. warm weather and sunny days mm -hmm. yes I'll exactly exactly and plus that that what it means is that the bees and the birds are out there and they're cross-pollinating things so that's that's a good thing too so like literally that's why literally you, yeah <laughs> just today my husband said oh yeah because the bees are out because I I got a couple of fruit trees and mm -hmm. we're trying to decide where to plant them around the house mm -hmm. and he's like oh we should put we should plant them soon because the bees are out <laughs> what fruit trees <laughs> so, did you get um like I got an apple and a pear oh nice yeah we already have a peach okay we got the peach like two years ago Mm -hmm. but we haven't really picked any peaches even though when we bought it it was supposed to be already mature and to... like ready yeah ready to bear fruit and it it did but they uh -huh. didn't get very big and I think the reason why we didn't get very many is because when you have fruit trees you're supposed to have multiple fruit trees in the same gotcha. general area because they cross pollinate gotcha 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 yeah, I, I've heard that like you have to help. Like mm -hmm. if you have a lemon tree indoors, I know a lot of people have like Meyer bushes indoors. Um, you have to help it pollinate. You have to you have to help that process yeah. because you're not gonna like bring in bees into your home. Or you might, <laughs> I don't know. Like hey. <laughs> yeah. You never know, right? Yeah. And I mean, and this is such a perfect, this is such a perfect opening for our topic today. Oh my so. god, yeah. <laughs> I, it, we didn't even plan that. I know. <laughs> it just so happened, you know, yeah. that this this is the topic of the time. 
Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly, exactly. So what we're talking about today is, um, you know, gardening and plant caretaking, if you will, um, as a form of self-care. So the entire theme for this series is going to be hobbies as self-care. And the first hobby is, you know, taking care of your plants. Yeah, gardening and taking care of your plants. Yeah, I'm super excited. But before we go on to our topic, should we tell everyone what we're drinking? Oh, yes. So we're having... So we're having a new variation of the old fashioned. This uh-huh. time it's with tequila. <laughs> this time it's with a sipping tequila, yep. more specifically. So nice reposado. Yes. And which is Spanish for rested. Yes. Yeah. It's oh my gosh, how perfect. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. <rest. laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. The stars are aligned. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> so yeah, so this is a, so basically it could be rested anywhere, I believe from like six months to several years. And, um, and the quality, th- what basically happens when you rest a tequila, it becomes a high quality sipping tequila. You're not going to typically mix it with cocktails. This is something that you're just going to enjoy mm-hmm. um, with some ice. It gets sweeter. Yeah. Um, it also gets that brown color that um, that you see in reposados, which comes from the barrel where it gets rested. So typically oak barrels or white oak barrels is where what they use for uh, resting tequila. Yeah. And then what happens is the agave actually starts to I guess, mature the flavor? Like, is that how it works? I mean, is that the right terminology? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But like, I mean, we're here talking like we're tequila experts, you know? We definitely (laughs) are not. (laughs) (laughs) We just Googled some stuff so that we we knew what we were talking about. Well, a little bit. I mean, the... I guess I didn't actually purposefully Google, right? Like what I did was I was just looking for the recipe. And then when you look for the recipe, it tells you, you know, like the five pages before the actual recipe, it tells you about like what you're actually drinking. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. So So I definitely Googled reposado because I wanted to know the difference between mm -hmm. that and your regular white tequila. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm curious to know, Haiti, do you prefer this or the other? So funny enough, I actually do enjoy this one, but I think it's because the recipe, the recipe called for a couple of different things that were not in the whiskey old fashioned. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So tell us what recipe follows. I I actually sipped on the tequila by itself before Mm -hmm. making it because I wanted to taste it. I wanted to see like, you know, and I want to say the brand that I got or the particular one that I got, I don't think it was rested for a long time because the color wasn't super intense. Mm -hmm. Like it was a very light brown. Okay. So I don't know how long it got rested for, but I don't think it was for that long. That's I'm just saying, you know, Okay. (laughs) so, (laughs) and I got like a, you know, well-known, pretty decent brand, but okay. Um, so what I did was 
I, um, uh, I want to say masturbated, but that's not the word muddled, mm-hmm. muddled, muddled. Yeah. <laughs> I muddled some Morello cherries. Okay. Which I'd never had before. Never used them before. Um, but the recipe called for Bing cherries and I can't have Bing cherries cause I'm allergic to them. They mm-hmm. make my mouth itch. So I went with these Morello cherries, which are like jarred cherries. I don't know if they're cooked or what, but you know, they're processed in some way. They're not fresh cherries. Mm -hmm. Um, And I muddled them with some agave syrup as my sweetener. And then I threw in a couple of drops of orange bitters. Mm -hmm. And I want to say I did like a four second pour of the tequila. And I garnished with some orange peel mm-hmm. and I made homemade a giant chunk of ice. <laughs> <laughs> and did he feel like the ice made a difference? Uh, I mean, it stayed cold the whole time. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it tastes pretty good. The only, You know what? I, w- I want to say my thing with the old fashions is mm-hmm. that the alcohol flavor Content. Yeah. It's very strong. Yeah. Like yeah. you can feel the burn on both this one and yeah, the, you know, the whiskey old fashioned going down. Yeah, totally. Like this isn't like a mixed cocktail by any means. No. This no. is where like um a high quality alcohol comes, you know, in good use, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You wouldn't do you wouldn't mix any of these tequilas with to make a margarita per se. Yep. You wouldn't mix the same bourbon to, or whiskey to make something else. Yep. Yeah. So what, what recipe did you follow? Uh, very, very similar to your recipe. Um, it had a uh, tequila. I think it was like, it called for three ounces of tequila and then it called for one teaspoon of agave. It called to muddle the orange slices and then you just put um the bitters and you create you know put in the orange peel as a garnish nice yeah. so which which one did you like better do you like the tequila or the whiskey old-fashioned I preferred the tequila but I think that that's because I'm also I, I enjoy tequila more mm. right um I, I think this is going to be like oh if they have a vodka version of the old fashioned, you're going to enjoy that, right? (laughs) So yeah, I I happen to enjoy tequila a little bit more. So I enjoyed this a little bit more. And also I feel that now that we've kind of gotten our sea legs, like what is it saying? Like I'm getting my sea legs or whatever. Like now that we're oh yeah 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 like yeah uh you know like we're not brand new <laughs> yeah I felt like when we made the old fashioned the original old fashioned we were a little bit more brand new to making different cocktails mm-hmm. and now I'm just like oh this is easy I know what to do yeah yep so I know like think... oh go ahead no I was just gonna say I think I'm definitely more comfortable like you know mixing stuff exactly like, I and originally when we started mixing drinks I used to use my um my shot glass as mm-hmm. my measurement now I just, just you know pour just pour you're like you're <laughs> like a like a regular bartender now <laughs> yeah right. I can't wait to join you at your um bar bar a la yes. Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting up this summer <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, um, I want to know if other folks have tried different sipping tequilas, and if you've actually tried the old fashioned. This is this is definitely new for me. I am more of a tequila cocktail person. I've never just like gotten some tequila to sip on, but I think this has opened up something fun and new for me. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. I'm always curious about. Mm-hmm sipping alcohols Mm -hmm. because I don't enjoy like the strong burny sensation yeah when you drink alcohol which is why I prefer mixed drinks but I do like like tasting the different flavors Mm -hmm. and like you know the bourbon has that sweetness right the rye has like an earthy taste right um the reposado tequila has like its own flavor Flavor. a little bit a little bit of sweetness Sweetness, yeah 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 for sure like I I was really actually surprised um the recipe is very very similar but between the two old fashions that we've had in terms of amount of alcohol and, you know, bitter and sugar ratio, right? And this called for, again, just a teaspoon of the agave. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, I wonder if that's going to be enough. And it really (laughs) is just enough. If you would have put more, it would have been too sweet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump into our topic. (laughs) So I'm really excited for our topic today because I was that kind of person with a brown thumb. Mm -hmm. Like I've killed so many plants in my lifetime. So many plants. Yeah. And I've recently become a plant lady. (laughs) I did the math um, earlier today and I own 32 houseplants. Wow. (laughs) That's quite a bit. I actually haven't counted, but I think I'm in the ballpark of like 15 to 20 ish. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually reduced. Yeah. But go on. No, it just, it really surprised me to see how many houseplants I actually have. And I've managed to keep alive. And some of them are like really thriving and mm-hmm. I remember when I first purchased them what they look like and what they look like now yes and it's like oh my god wow I did that I mean clearly I didn't do it because the plant grew yes like, that's just you know nature that's just what happens <laughs> but you know meaning like I took care of it I nurtured it I watered it I put it in the right place for the you know with the right amount of light and right you know the, I gave it the right situation and I taught my kids to talk to them (laughs) so you know so I had a little bit a little bit to do with it yeah yeah I I think um similar to yourself I have definitely harmed more plants than (laughs) um kept them thriving and happy I remember at one point someone gave me a bonsai tree and I I mean, like within weeks was dead and I don't even know, like, I don't even know. I don't even know like what I did to it. That's the sad part. Um, I, I even went through the phase of container, uh, growing like fruits and vegetables. I, I did strawberries and, uh, you know, the cherry tomatoes and all sorts of different things. And at the end of the season, I've killed them all. I've never like really 
done anything magical to like preserve it for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> like, they get overtaken by weeds and random things. So it's just like, so, so yeah. So I, I also have a history of not being really great with plants. And I think when I first, first moved into where I currently live, I had gotten one plant and it was doing really well. And then my sister encouraged me to get some really easy, low maintenance plants which included a snake, which included a peace lily and um, a pothos. And all three of them were thriving at one point. That was like the spark. That was all I needed to be like, okay, I can do this. It's, it's completely wild to me to think I got my pothos and my peace lily in like little four inch grower pots. They're in 11 inch pots now. They're massive. They've grown Isn't that so amazing? much. Yeah. It is pretty amazing. You know, when you see like what you, what they look like when you first got them to, you know, like a few months down the line or a few years, if you've had them for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty amazing. I have killed peace lilies, by the way. Oh yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I actually, I think I'm the reason why my sister's peace lily is dead. I I think I also (laughs) killed her dumb cane. Um, not because I was trying to harm her plants in any shape or form. We were repotting them. And then after we repotted them, they just stopped like thriving. Um, they had stopped thriving for a while. So maybe they were just on their way to just die. I don't know. I I, I actually don't even know what causes plants to die when you're taking care of them so much. Hmm. I I don't know. Like I... (laughs) Maybe That's it's like overcare. Good question. Maybe, maybe too much water or too much sunlight. I don't know. No, she actually, I, uh. I don't think so because she had like a measure, like a water. Oh, this is the other thing. Like this is a whole other topic, but like all of the tools that you use to help make sure that your plants are thriving. We've talked about like those yellow stickies to help with like gnat control, mm-hmm. but there's also the um, meter measure like for water. Have you ever done that? Have you ever? No. That's uh-uh. a really great tool if you are nervous about overwatering your plants. I I haven't. I mean, I I feel like at the very beginning, I was very hesitant to own plants because I'd kill so many. Like, mm-hmm. come on, I killed a peace lily. <laughs> who kills a peace lily hey listen like, i think i killed my sister's peace lily so listen i, I think it's doable <laughs> <laughs> and then a friend brought me um two i forget what they're called poinsettias oh poinsettias That's, yes a friend brought me two poinsettias and i don't know if they're supposed to last. No, I think they're annuals. Well, my poinsettias are still alive. She wow. gave them to me three years ago. That's amazing okay. because I've heard they're they're just annuals. They don't flower anymore. But they but, still are. But they're alive. They're yeah. like a green plant. Then my mom gave me another poinsettia for my birthday, like the following year. And those were my first three plants that I managed to keep alive. And I was like, okay. All right, maybe I got I can this. Do this. <laughs> I got this. Okay, yeah, that moment where you're just like, okay, okay, yeah, I think I could do this. I think I could do this. I yeah. think for me, the I think for me, the um, I was also really, really nervous. And what I did was, 
I created like insurance policies <laughs> and those insurance policies for me were like getting the soil um, measure thing to make sure I wasn't um, overwatering my, my plants. That was like number one. The other thing that I did was I got self-watering pots. Um, those, those I felt like were really truly my godsend because they protect your roots from uh, soggy, like, I think they're called soggy legs, root rot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it really protects the roots from that because there is a, there's a barrier between water and soil. And um, the other insurance policy that I got was I put them all up against the window. (laughs) So I was like, (laughs) constant sun. (laughs) So I was like, I'm not going to try to play a guessing game on like how much sun. How much sun they need. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm not going to put it in the kitchen and then kill it because I didn't get a bit enough sun. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let them stay closer to the window so that they can get all of the sun that they need. So I, I I created a lot of insurance policies with, (laughs) with my plants. I don't move them too much. I just rotate them, but I try not to move them because I know that moving them causes like Mm -hmm. shock and all of that stuff too. Stress. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I've killed way more plants than I've kept alive. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Well, I think now you're, you're doing pretty good. You've got a really nice number of plants that you're keeping yeah. alive and are thriving and are happy. Yeah. I mean, they, they've come with their fair share of, um, you know, drama as well. I've, I've gotten all sorts of infestations and we could talk about that later, but, but, um, but yeah, like, <laughs> I guess what I'm curious about is like, what did you, after you had your first three poinsettias and you kept them alive what was like what was that moment for you like okay I'm gonna go get more plans like what was that moment (laughs) (laughs) so I think I've always wanted to have plants like I've always wanted to own them I just you know like I said I have not done very well by them yeah so when I finally was able to keep those three alive. I was like, wow, if I can do this with plants that are supposed to be just like one and done. Yeah. Then I can do this. So, you know, I went out and I got myself a potos. That was my first, I think, you know, outside of those three. And then I got a peace lily Mm -hmm. and there was something else I got. I can't remember what it was. Um, One other plant that I can't remember. Yeah. And I got those three and I kept those three alive. Actually, yeah. my my uh, pothos I've propagated nice. to like three new plants now. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The, the, like the coolness of propagation and actually seeing it propagate. You're just like, oh, this actually happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. I actually did this. <laughs> yes. You're like, oh, I started a new plant. What? I'm a scientist now. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or like for me, it's just like, I- I've gone to like the other end where it's just like in my, whenever, wherever I move, I need to have a conservatory. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Realistically, I do not. But I mean, this is, you know, these are the things that I think about. (laughs) 
but yeah, I, I also did a lot of like reading on plants. Mm-hmm. Like when I managed to keep the three plants alive, I was like, okay, yeah. let me do some, let me do some research. Yeah. Let me find out what it takes to keep plants alive. So I started doing some research. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to find out like what plants were, um, low maintenance. Mm-hmm. So I started with those first. Yes. You know, I was like, let me start with the low maintenance first. Yeah. And- keep those alive. And then if I manage to do that, then I can get some new ones. Yeah. And and it almost becomes addictive. It becomes, um, I would say like, uh, yeah, that you're trying to like one up yourself, right? Like you're like, okay, well, like there's this thrill thrill from it. Yeah. 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 Like having them and keeping them alive and seeing them grow. And like, and then the other thing that I, I, think is really neat is the thought that they help clean the air in your home yes yeah especially with plants like um peace lilies and um the snake plant um and if i'm not mistaken also pothos they Mm -hmm. all clean the air all three of them have been known to clean the air my i would love to have um you know a peace lily in both my bedroom and in my in my uh living room that would be ideal for me. Um, I, I actually haven't purchased the second piece of Lee yet, but eventually I will. <laughs> but yeah, like I think that it's it's also really nice to look at, especially in the winter time. I, I don't know about you, like everything is so dreary especially where we live it's gray and dreary and it's nice to just turn and look at all your plants and you're just like oh wow they're all thriving they're all Mm -hmm. green you know they're all doing well yep yeah yeah I mean I love it so much I I think that's why I got kept getting more and more because I feel like I I want some in every room Mm -hmm. you know I put some in my office Mm because I work from home so Mm -hmm. it's nice to see them and like you know come into the office and see like I have a peace lily I have um one of my old poinsettias here and then I also have a succulent in my office and then we have a couple in my bedroom my kids have one in their bedroom and then the rest of them are kind of all over the place living room kitchen you know sort of everywhere they they add a lot to your space they really but do and I think in addition to what they add to the space taking care of them also adds another dimension to you as a person mm-hmm. I think yeah there's something about um what I find really cool is unless you're dealing with something like root rot or something big with your plant and it's like it's you know it feels sad or whatever other than that and you're just doing the regular caretaking for your plants like watering them fertilizing them pruning them um those are the you're you're I don't know it's almost meditative Mm -hmm. um not in the sense of like sitting down and being in meditation but more like you're taken away from whatever was cycling in your head and you're focused on just taking care of this living thing yep I I almost feel like it's um you know now that you say meditative it's like stillness Mm -hmm. you know like just being present in what you're doing because you do have to focus on yes on what you're doing yeah, you do. You absolutely have to focus on what you're doing because you can, pr- 
prune incorrectly or accidentally like <laughs> take off a few yeah take yeah, off a like few branches whatever. you didn't mean to oops yeah yeah you do have to pay attention yeah. um you don't want to nick yourself with the clippers too that I'm always <laughs> afraid of that I'm like I'm gonna cut myself <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> but yeah what's something or some things you wish that you knew before I like wish- in your experience in general you know even through killing some plants yeah I I think I wish I understood how there's a few things that I wish I knew one of them is definitely I wish I knew that there's like different types of care for different types of plant the the soil that a peace lily needs is not the same as a soil that a dumb cane needs the amount of water that the peace lily needs is also not the same as what your rubber um tree needs right so it's like Mm -hmm. they're all very different they all have different needs so I kind of wish I understood that because I always used to simplify it like oh it just needs soil and it just needs water and and sun you know and and Mm -hmm. it's not that simple because and here's the other thing like you could you don't have to get all fancy and like make really cool soil um mixtures but I've also learned how your plants can thrive if you actually take the time to learn about that mixture. And you can make it very simple. You could you could just still get miracle grow and then mix it with cocoa peat. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and even that alone will help your plant thrive sometimes, you know, again, depending on the plant that you have. So I I think that that stuff like that really was um, eye opening. The second piece I wish I really knew about was pests. I I like, I genuinely wish I knew about pests because you know, my troubles (laughs) with pests and I live in an apartment so <laughs> and I have no patio I have my plants are not going outside and still I have been riddled with different types of pests with my plants so I wish I understood pests I'm not talking about like caterpillars or anything like that eating my my tomatoes not, no, nothing like that but I'm talking about like spider mites and gnats gnats are just evil and then I hate gnats I I actually don't even mind gnats as much as mm. I hate the next thing that I'm going to talk about, mealybug. Oh my god. I hate mealybugs. They're disgusting and they just need <laughs> to go away. <laughs> do they have a purpose in life in like do they have a purpose in the planet? I actually, you know what? That's such a good question. I actually don't know, but what I do know is that I am not the only person that hates mealybugs. Number one and number two, <laughs> ladybugs eat mealybugs. Those are the that's good that, to know. Yeah. Those are the so two if you things. have a mealybug problem, just uh, get yourself some ladybugs, and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing, right? You're not going to have issues with your outdoor plants with mealybugs, um, because ladybugs will just eat them right there's ladybugs outside but mm-hmm. that's the other thing like outdoor like spiders then you have different problems because yeah. my last year my uh my fruit garden like fruit and vegetable garden I had grasshoppers I yes, think it they was came. eating my tomatoes yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah 
those suckers would put like two inch holes in my tomatoes. I was like, what the hell is so this rude. about? That's so yeah. rude. Yeah. Seriously. What did you, what do you wish you knew when, before you started other than the pest issue? <laughs> <laughs> well, the pest issue for sure. I think the biggest thing for me is I wish I had known that I needed to be more patient. Mm. both with the plants and with myself. Yeah. Because I literally knew nothing about taking care of plants. Yeah. I mean, I've learned a lot from researching and following a lot of YouTubers. Right. Like I've gotten really, really into it. And there's a couple of people (laughs) that I follow. Like there's a couple of YouTubers I follow. There's a few groups I'm in online that have been super helpful. Mm -hmm. So knowing about that and doing the research beforehand would have been super helpful, but also being patient with myself and knowing that, you know, you're not going to put a seed in the ground and then you're going to have a plant the next day. Right. That's not how it works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was actually sharing with um, Haiti just last night that I'm going to try to um, germinate and grow Mm -hmm. Um, soursop. I, I'm pretty sure it was soursop that I ate. I, I went to the Asian food market and they had, um, for those of you that don't know that it, it, there's a variety of types. So one type is sugar apple, custard apple is another one. Sweet sop is one. Soursop is another. It's a custardy type of fruit. And then it has black seeds inside. It's a tropical fruit. Tropical fruit. Yeah. It's very, very common in a lot of tropical areas. Um, anywhere from like Taiwan, India, Central America, um, the Caribbean. All over the Caribbean. All over yeah. the Caribbean. Yeah. I've had, I've eaten it in Jamaica. I've eaten it in Puerto Rico. I've eaten it in Dominican. I actually, no, I don't think I ate it in Dominican Republic. I saw it on a tree at the resort <laughs> and I needed to get it, but I couldn't. Um, you couldn't reach it. I couldn't reach it. Um, I've eaten it in India. I've eaten it in Brazil, in Argentina. So like, I have like, I go seek out this plant, <laughs> uh, this fruit, and I eat it everywhere I go. Basically, that's my story. But um, so I told Haiti that I'm going to try to actually grow this. And you're so right. Like, I'm thinking like, <laughs> I have a tree next year (laughs) and you know I was watching some youtubers and I learned that no it takes years for the plant to bear fruit and then Mm -hmm. it takes even more generations for the fruit to be actually yummy so So basically you're gonna be like 80 years old by the time your plant bears fruit that's that I was gonna <laughs> yeah yeah but that's fine I'm willing to do it because I I just love this you know and I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna try I'm gonna try this I'm trying lemon which I know you've tried yeah that's awesome yes I I did I have a bunch of lemon seedlings I grew them from seed like literally I took the seeds out of the lemon I did some research to find out what was the easiest way mm-hmm. to get your lemons to sprout and I did that I put them in um in some dirt and um I want to say it's been about a year maybe a little less and I now have like five or six lemon seedlings. So I'm going to cool. have to, it's, it's amazing. I'm hoping they all make it, Yes, you know, 
I know it takes a really long time, but even if it takes a really long time for, for me to get fruit out of them, just having the plant, mm-hmm. having the smell of the plant in your house, um, using the leaves to make tea, Teas, you know, yeah. that like that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Even if it doesn't end up being fruit bearing, I think that that's the that's like the beauty of it, right? You were patient enough with yourself, patient enough with the plants. You really took care of it and you cultivated it. And like, it's actually growing. Is it bearing fruit? Yes or no? It doesn't matter. You, but you grew it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine like having a lemon tree, regardless if it bears fruit or not in a few years? Mm -hmm. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be yeah. awesome. I And I think even just the thought that it came from a lemon that I used in mm-hmm. cooking. I know. Like I was going to buy that lemon anyway. Right. You know? And now I took the seeds out of that lemon and there's five little lemon plants on my counter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you know, people, I think people think of hobbies like gardening sometimes as time consuming or expensive, but say you buy something like a pothos, you could take one pothos and turn it into 20 plants. Yeah. Because you can propagate the heck out of it. Yes. It's super easy to do. Yep. Super easy to do. And pothos actually grows really fast. Yeah. Pothos grows really, really fast. It just means like the right conditions. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like it's super easy to grow. I, I have a pothos that I've already propagated twice and I'm, I have another pothos. I have two different types of pothos, like the jade green one and then the marble queen. Mm -hmm. Um, and the marble queen I'm about to propagate, but I also have this purple plant what is it called um oh the trescantia yeah the trescantia <laughs> nanook um i have that variation again this is a plant that has many 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 variations and the one that i have is actually not that old it was i believe cr- um cross propagated and created in netherlands the reason why i know all this information is because i was looking up care like how to take care of this plant. Um, (laughs) I got it on a total whim. I think I told everyone I got this plant from my supermarket for like two or three dollars. I saw it and it was a a cute purple plant. And I'm like, I'm getting this. And And it's grown so, so, so much. It's been, I think almost a year, maybe less than a year. And I've already propagated it, I think three or four times. Yeah. Like, doesn't your sister have a plant from this one? Yes. My sister has a plant from this one. I have a second plant that I create made for either you or my, for you or my mom. And I have a third one uh, sitting in water ready to be put in soil. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. I already, I just, yesterday I gave my sister a pothos and I'm going to give her another pothos. Like that's, yes. a, that's the one that I'm going to <laughs> propagate today or tomorrow. <laughs> the feeling that you get from doing that is so awesome too. Like, yeah, what I did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only if I could figure out like how to do it with like my other plants, like I, I know I'm very confident on how to do it with my, 
um, transantia and with my pothos. Mm-hmm. If you ever ask me, do it with your dumb cane or your oh no, like snake <laughs> plant. I'd be like, oh, like, oh, I- like no. <laughs> I recently looked up how to propagate um, atriums. Atriums? Atriums, yeah. Yeah. Ballet. Yeah, the one that has some, it has a flower that looks like a heart. Yes. I know exactly what plant. I have that as well. And Mm -hmm. that's a super easy plant. By the way, it, it, nobody talks about it. That was the other plant that I got. It was an anthurium. That's what they're called. An anthurium apothos and a, a peace lily. They're all still alive. They're, yeah. you know, they're beautiful. They've gotten so big. Yeah. That's a really easy plant. Anybody looking for a first time plant that that's a really easy one too. Yeah. It's not, it's not even nearly as like the peacefully you have to water every like five days, I would say, depending on how big your pot is and everything like that. But um, the other one, you could literally forget about it and then same thing with the mm-hmm. pothos you could literally mm-hmm. forget about it and then just oh and it looks droopy water it yeah yep yeah yeah so but anyway no I, I would say like top if you're looking for easy care plants if you're looking for indoor house plants I would start with a pothos an anthurium a snake plant. Snake plant is super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Or an anthurium. You said that one already. Did I say that? Yes. I did say that. Yes. Um, what was the other one I was going to say? Peace lily. Peace lily. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Or a peace yeah. lily. Yep. Yeah. Peace lilies are really easy. Um, I would, I would highly recommend any of those plants too. They're super, super easy to take care of and you don't even have to repot them right away. Um, the other ones that are really easy to take care of, you don't really have to do anything for them other than remembering to water them. I don't know. Once every other week, maybe is succulents. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) most succulents are pretty easy care. Um, an aloe an aloe an aloe. Yeah. So I have aloe and my aloe is doing really well. I have succulent and I've had this for, for many years and I'm, I'm being really patient with it and I'm taking care of it quite a bit right now. Um, so this particular plant got infested by mealybugs, which you, we've already talked about. I wish I knew before I started having owning plants that pests are a real thing, even in apartments. And so because it got infested with mealybugs, it's been quarantined for about two weeks now. Yes, you have to quarantine your plants. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really, really taking care of it in a, a, yeah, like it's getting light, but it's not getting like as much sunlight as it used to or what it was used to. So I know it's been through some shock already. Um, It's also been treated. I had to treat it with like uh, neem oil spray that I made with like some water and soap. Um, you could, everyone can look that up. This is, yeah, you could look that up. This is Mm -hmm. not what we're here for (laughs) today, but, um, but yeah, so I'm being really, really, really patient with it. And I'm really trying to take care of it, but succulents are really easy plants. And I, that is like one thing that going back to what we've learned, I think 
combining the two lessons that we have learned, pests are a real thing, knowing what to do with those pests, and then being really, really patient when you're going through that process of taking care of your plant once it's been infested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I know I haven't had like a serious infestation of anything other than gnats and gnats are just obnoxious. They're just annoying. They're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take just... gnats any day. <laughs> that. And then the uh, grasshoppers who were eating my tomatoes. <laughs> Yeah, I won't take, I, I will never take the grasshopper. <laughs> that was pretty freaky, let me tell you, because I I caught it a couple times. I was like, oh, it's you. <laughs> it was just there chomping on the tomato. I hosted down off the plant. And <laughs> that is hilarious, by the way. And it came back the next day. Well, yeah, it's going to try, right? Uh, <laughs> so funny. Um but- yeah, for sure. Um, pests are a real thing. So pests are definitely, a real. you know, thing. before you go and get your plants, learn a thing or two about them and definitely start with the easy ones. Yeah. You know? Start with take the easy it, ones. Take it yeah. easy on yourself. Also, like, I, I think I mentioned this in the beginning of our podcast, like I created some insurances. You can do the same, like self-watering plants and uh, uh, pots. And you don't even have to purchase one. You could create like a self-watering system with like a water bottle. I've uh, seen that on YouTube. A lot of people do that. Mm -hmm. So there are different ways that you could do that. Or you don't even have to purchase that. Like you could even just get the, like you could stick your finger into the soil to measure, like to see how wet it is. And if you don't want to stick your finger in, you could could do a popsicle stick popsicle stick. Uh, There's so many different ways to, to do this. So you don't even have to actually purchase anything. Um, in fact, you don't even have to purchase the plant. If you have a friend that has a good pothos, you know, yeah, they can propagate for you. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could just, yeah. Snip a a branch. Yeah. And a vine prop. Yeah. Vine. That's what it, that's, (laughs) that's more accurate. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) You're not going to snip a branch, but those have no branches <laughs> right <laughs> you know I, and you could even do that with fruit trees you know like if you're a more yes. experienced person you can snip a branch and graft it onto a different tree <laughs> which is wild to me yes. I, there's this one guy that grafted a tree that bears like i don't know a hundred different fruit that's so wild i also um Last night when I I was telling Haiti, I'm going to definitely be trying to grow this uh, soursop. And then I looked it up and I was, you know, watching all these videos. And there was one guy who actually did this new, this technique that I even air layering. I haven't even heard of that. Okay. He was air layering his custard apple tree. And then he was what also is that I don't even know. <laughs> That's the crazy <laughs> part. I never even heard of this. So like, there's like some really, um, I think what I'm getting at is there are some really like, te- like really wild techniques out there that you could experiment with if you have the knowledge. So why not? I- I'm not that, um, I'm not that courageous yet. 
I'm still learning how to propagate my mm-hmm. bottles successfully. So yeah, I'm not going to be trying those things, but, but yeah, there's like some really, really cool things. He did air layering and he did grafting. Wow. Yeah. Grafting looks super easy, but it seems super intimidating to me. Yeah. It, it, like, seems really it looks easy, but I feel like I would fuck it up. Oh yeah. Like I, think- I wouldn't know what to do. I would put the branch in the wrong place or cut it the wrong way or not tape it right. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> it I just looks very intimidating for me personally, even though when I see it, I'm like, Oh, what he did just looked super easy. Yeah. But yeah. I don't see myself doing it. <laughs> exactly. I don't think that I'm like, it's not that I don't think I could do it. I think it's more like, I don't want to screw it up. So I won't do it yet until mm-hmm. I'm comfortable doing it. Yep. I mean, there's really experienced people who actually have been, um, <laughs> I've been trying to uh, stick it to <laughs> the people, I guess, by grafting fruit bearing branches onto trees, in trees, public parks. Yes. I think that's, I think, <laughs> which I think is amazing. I think it's amazing. Number one. And number two, I think that, you know, this is, this is the norm. We were talking about this just yesterday, how in other countries, in everyone's yard, there is a different type of fruit tree, fruit bearing tree. So it, I, um, in India, for example, people have mango trees in their yard, or they have guava trees, or they have tamarind, custard apple, what have you, right? And it's pretty normal to pick from there and eat it. Mm-hmm. And, and there isn't, um, I'm not going to say like, oh, people just go steal other people's fruit. That's not what's happening. But it's almost like a community coming together and eating each other's yeah. you know, yep. fruit. It's the same in DR. Yeah. And I, I actually don't get what's so horrible about that. And like here, the mindset is very much like, no, that's mine. It's a very different mindset here. So, I mean, we have so many public parks. I don't understand why there can't be some fruit bearing trees in those public parks. I don't see why not either. I mean, there are trees there anyway. Yeah, I I don't. I don't know either. I'm quite honestly, I don't know either. Like, it'd be really cool to have like a peach tree or an apple tree. Is the government afraid of getting sued if somebody eats a bad apple or like an apple falls on their head? Yes. No, is that, that what it is? I think like, so. Because we are a pretty litigious mm-hmm. society. Maybe that's what the problem is. I think so. I actually think that that's what it is. Like they don't want to be the liability. And then it becomes like, whose, juris- whose jurisdiction is this? This like, apple tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, is it like the National Park's responsibility? Oh my God. I, do, I can't I, even. I my really head is think- going to blow up. I know. I know. <laughs> but see, this wouldn't even be a conversation in like DR or no. Puerto Rico or India. Yeah, right like like <laughs> i and i get that they have bigger uh-uh, fish no, to fry no. in these countries but still like this would not be the conversation <laughs> whose jurisdiction is that mango tree yeah it's, <laughs> who cares i know let's just eat it yeah yeah 
Mm-mm. I also think, I think the one thing that I, another thing that I learned is I think I belong in a tropical area because all of the fruit that I like is tropical, tropical fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy apples, but like I could live without an apple. Yeah, I can live without apples for oh. sure. Actually, I can't even eat apples. Really? No, they make my mouth itch. Um, so this is another one that you're allergic to? So it's kind of weird because not every apple makes my mouth itch. It depends on where they come from. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, same with pears. So I'm hoping that growing them ourselves, like Ooh. planting the trees will I hope so. Help with that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, it would really <laughs> suck if you left it and you can't eat them. And I can't eat them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's okay. My kids love them. That's no. awesome. Well, did they bear fruit last year? The peaches. We had we have peaches. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, we we just bought the apple and the pear. We gotcha, haven't planted gotcha. it yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and you're doing it in a pot? They are currently in a pot, but we're putting them directly on the ground. Oh, right. Pe- um, apples, you can. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we no. We're a- putting them directly on the ground. Yeah. We live in a good climate so. for that. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping we'll have apples by apple season, which nice. is late August, early September. That would be so like cool. September-ish. Yeah. And then you can make like apple pie or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. That would That's be so awesome. Cool. So got my fingers crossed. Yeah, I do too. I have fear. I have my fingers crossed for you. <laughs> um, so what, what are the other helpful? I know we talked a little bit about this, but like, what are the other helpful resources that you would recommend people check out? There were a lot of YouTubers that I found were super, super helpful. Um, somebody that I listened to a lot in the beginning was Epic Gardener mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. Um, there's this other guy, I forget the name of his channel, but his name is James Prigione or something like that from New Jersey. And he has a food forest wow. in his backyard. And he goes through like in detail about every single one of his, yeah, of his plants and how he put together his raised beds, how he mixes his soil, like everything, everything he goes in into great detail. So if, if that's something you're interested in, he's definitely somebody good to, Mm -hmm. to follow for that. Um, there's a couple of Facebook groups that are just like interactive information sharing between, you know, women who like to garden or, you know, gardeners who grow things in containers or people who own farmland and, Mm -hmm. you know, grow like sizable things in like a decent plot of land. Um, So there's a lot of really good Facebook groups for that. If you want something that's more interactive, where you can ask questions and people are going to respond to you about gardening and plant care. Um, Oh, there's that one woman that we both like. <laughs> the crazy plant lady. What's her name? Uh, plantarina. plantarina. Yes. Oh yes. God, I love Plantarina. Okay. Plantarina. I love Plantarina because I think low key, I'm kind of like her. <laughs> She's just really so. This woman has hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds, hundreds of plants in her house. Yeah. Like, but she's she has actually 
this is what she does for a living. Like she just, <laughs> she's, it's not like she just has hundreds of plans, but she also sells plants and she, um, this is like her livelihood. But you could tell she really enjoys, enjoys it. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is you her, know, her thing. Yeah. For plants sure. and plant care and just, yeah. you know, propagating and all of that stuff. Yeah. Her videos are actually really helpful. Um, like she goes into great detail on how to propagate and everything like that. So I, I've, mm-hmm. I've used her videos quite a bit um, as well. Same thing with Epic Garden. Um, Epic Gardener too. I've used some of his videos um, as well. There's also um, the Urban Gardener. Mm-hmm. I forget. It's. I think he goes by the Urban Gardener, but it's this guy in the middle of LA who started gardening kind of on the, um, I don't know if, if anyone is familiar with, if you live in a city, you have a sidewalk and kind of in between the sidewalk yeah. and the street, there's like a little patch of dirt. It's like a tiny little patch of dirt. Sometimes they plant trees there. And he started gardening in that little patch of dirt. Mm -hmm. And it grew from there. Like he started gardening in his own little piece. And then he started gardening for neighbors. And then he started gardening in neighbors' backyards. And it kind of became this whole community thing and this movement for, um, I want to say it became a movement for making people more aware about growing their own food, eating better and doing something about living in a food desert. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think we're thinking of the same guy The he's, or is he the, or am I thinking of the gangster gardener? I don't That's know. That's who it is. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Cause no, cause there is also yes. a guy named urban gardener. And I think he's the guy in India. I could be wrong. I think he's in Bombay and he does everything in, in containers. So the guy I'm thinking about is the gangster gardener. Gangster he's gardener. The guy out of LA. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I, yes, I have seen some of um, the gangster gardeners Ted talks. I actually really like, I agree with him on this um, idea of like, let's use that little square in front of our homes. This is pretty mm-hmm. common where we grew up in Bayonne and it's common in Brooklyn. Um let's use that little square and I love that he created this whole community about for this um yeah yeah it's pretty pretty amazing so definitely check them out um I would say those are probably my top resources uh they're like my go-to as far as learning more about plant care and gardening growing your own food what about you um, the, the three that we've talked about, Epic Gardener and um, plant, uh, Plantarina and then uh, Gangster Gardener, um, all three of these, I've watched their videos. Um, but there's also this um, podcast called The Plant Kiki, and it's four, um, four individuals that created this podcast and I follow all four of them on Instagram, but I also have heard their um, podcast. The, I think they're, I think they're on a break right now, but their last episode was like back in uh, February. And then the other one that I have, um, there's a couple that I follow or I watch their videos in India and 
Here, here's why, and I'll explain this. And I think that Gangster Gardener is very, very similar. Uh, there, there is a caretaking that goes into how how he um, create uh, like makes his plans. For example, I remember when I was trying to figure out how to do the lemon tree on my own from a lemon. He gave a lot of really great examples of which lemons to use and which ones to not use. He also led by example by not cutting through lemon seeds. <laughs> he was really careful about that. Um, he used the actual lemon. He didn't just like take the seeds out and then just chuck the lemon. I saw a lot of YouTubers do that. And it felt really, I know it's just a lemon, but it felt really wasteful to me. And, and I, yeah, so I really liked the urban gardener for that. He, he's in India and the other woman, she's also in India, but she does all her uh, YouTube in, in actually uh, in Hindi. So <laughs> I can recommend it if someone wants to watch it, but yeah. Um, there's also this one there's this one girl, she's really, really sweet. And she's always happy. She's in Germany. I forget her name, but I watch her videos too. I, I love watching her videos because she's super happy. Um, Lu Lucia and her, uh, Lucia. Yeah, I think her name is Lucia and her garden, something like that. And she's on Instagram. I watch her videos right on Instagram. Nice. Yeah. I think maybe you've shared some of her stuff. Yeah, I think I'm sure I've shared Lucia's things because she just makes me happy. Like she's so like, <laughs> she's happy all the time. You know, she has a really good attitude and I love that about her. And um, she's also really, you know, you know, care. There's a extra stuff that she does in caretaking. Um, and, I, and I really love that. She's really happy. That may, makes me think it kind of brings the whole topic back around mm -hmm. you know yeah. because we we talked a lot about our experiences with plant care and gardening but we started out by saying that our theme for this series is hobbies as self-care so the whole reason why we're talking about gardening and plant care is because we personally and I don't want to speak for you you can um you know you can correct me if if I'm not right in this but you're wrong def I'm just kidding. definitely <laughs> <laughs> that would be See? hilarious yeah right no I don't agree <laughs> with that <laughs> but you know what I was trying to say is that we both see gardening and plant care as a form of self care mm -hmm. you know I definitely find it very soothing very meditative, like you said earlier, yeah. um, as a way to be present. I also find it as a means to connect with my kids because they mm -hmm. like doing some of the plant care and the gardening with me. Like, you know, they love watering the plants. They like going out there and seeing what's growing on the fruit bearing stuff. Yeah. So I see it as a way of connecting with them as a way of disconnecting with you know, some of the stuff that keeps me from building relationship with them, like by phone and computer and work, right. and, you know, all of that other things that need to get done, but keep you from the things that are important. Yeah. Yeah. You reminded me of something like, um, 
it's also a way of like, mo- like moving, right? When you're taking care of your plants, you're usually like walking around, you're standing and you're having to like pick things up, move things. And just, it- it's another form of physical movement. Mm-hmm. And I know and we will get to physical movement as a um, form of self-care at, um, in another episode, but gardening is also a part, like it has a lot of movement in it and it has, and that too is a form of self-care. Yep. And it forces you to be outdoors. I mean, I know that my plants are all indoors, you know, just because of my living situation, but um, you know, my they're creating all this amazing oxygen for me and cleaning the air for me. So it's like I'm outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just going to say like, doesn't it almost make you feel like you're experiencing a piece of the outdoors? Yes. Like being near your plants Mm -hmm. and like you, I think you have them probably by like the sunniest spot in your apartment because they're by the, like you have a, is it a sliding glass door or like a, yeah, exactly. I have a sliding glass door and it doesn't go anywhere. It's just open. Um, like, a, you know, it's covered, mm-hmm. but it's open. And um, yeah, so they're all up against the sliding, not like f- up against the window, but <laughs> they're close to that so that they could get the sun exposure. Um, obviously, because they're, you know, during the winter, it's important for them to be close to the sun because it's winter, right? They're not going to grow in the winter. So they need mm-hmm. that, that warmth, um, the sun, the photosynthesis. So yeah. Yeah. They're, they're close to the wind. It's really nice to see them all green and growing in the winter. Like I, I know I said this before, but for me that that's like the really cool thing. It's like <laughs> my peace lily was flowering in the winter my majesty palm grew new leaves in the winter and it's because of like the humidity that's been created in the apartment and because it's you know sunny and it's warm so it is definitely pretty amazing yeah it is really amazing you know everywhere else (laughs) like dead but go on (laughs) no my kids are always in awe when they see like some of our flowering plants Mm -hmm. get flowers they're like mom come see come see what happened (laughs) (laughs) that's so cute you know that's really really cute my um my niece one of my nieces was just like oh I um I want to come over so I could take care of your plants for you and I was just like sure (laughs) (laughs) um and then my other niece whenever I FaceTime with her she's just like let me see your flowers she just calls plants flowers they're all flowers um so yeah and she really loves the green ones so she so if I show her like the peace lily the white flower or if I show her the purple plant she's just like nope green one (laughs) it's really interesting she's like nope next (laughs) yeah exactly Exactly. But yeah, it's just, it's cute. You know, so same, you know, spending the time with your, the little ones in your life, whether they're your kids or your nieces and nephews, they enjoy it too. Mm -hmm. So I know we covered a lot, but is there anything Mm -hmm. that you think we, or you want to say, you want to add? Um, I think 
I think the only thing I would say is if you don't have a plant and even if you think that you're, you're not a good plant person, I would say try anyway. Try with the simplest thing. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Even if you have killed plants in the past, you've had, you know, no luck keeping anything alive. Mm-hmm. Try it anyway. Yeah. And, you know, like we said earlier, try one of the easy care ones. Try a snake plant. Mm-hmm. Try a pothos. Yeah. You can, like, there's like almost no way you can kill a pothos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try that. <laughs> but yeah. And then let us know like what you try if you, or if you have a ton of plants, like give us tips or if you've ever like dealt with pests, just like me, let me know. Yes. Tell me. Share, <laughs> share your tips. We want to know. Yes. Yes. Well, I think that's a wrap. Did you finish your drink? I did. Me too. Did. It, it was, was delicious. Really yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really loving the the tequila theme this month. I'm, I'm uh, actually this, digging this old fashioned. Same. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Well, yep. Until next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on Boozy Brunch. We're your hosts, Barthi and Haiti. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and join us again next week for another Boozy Brunch. What should we drink next week?